So what comes to mind when you think of a sister? Come on. Two sisters back together. A best friend. An opinionated best friend. <laughs> this is Sister Sister the Podcast. A sister who always thinks she's the boss. That sister that you start a conversation saying, bitch. Guess what? You're listening to Sister Sister, the podcast with Roxy and Susie. Regresaron tus hermanas favoritas, Las Cordobas. We are back up in it. Hey. So, uh, listen, I am checking out to Colombia today, and I'm super excited about that. That's really my highlight. <laughs> That's it. That's my Se highlight. Sacabo. The show's over. I'll see you when I get back. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, sis? Hi. Do I smell yeah. like garlic? Yes, I smell like garlic too. Oh my god, we my arms. Two peas in a pod. Shout out to our mom that put us on this garlic spread dip. That it's like every time there's a family party, every time we have we serve ourselves food, it's like we're always seem to be. You know how some people look for the chile. I know. Like, we look for the garlic sauce. Yes, I it's, love that shit. It's so freaking good. But Trader uh, Joe's makes a knockoff version of it. It's you the can't even tell the it's majestic garlic, but they only sell it like very few places. At all the bougie spots. Yeah. Oh so the Trader Joe's makes a their own version of it, and it's bomb.com. It's so good. Everybody that I've that that I've turned on to that garlic paste is like Roxy. We're not lying. Just dip some carrots in it. That's um, actually my favorite. I love that. Oh, I love it. We're such snackers. Snackers. The tricolored baby carrots from Trader Joe's. Oh, those are the best. <laughs> All right. So that's my highlight. I'm taking off to Columbia today. What's your highlight or rant today, sissy poo? Guess what? What? I got an air fryer. You did? Oh, my gosh. You Where know, have I been this whole time? Where? Wait, wait. I've, I've been hearing a lot about the air fryers. How exactly does that work? I heard you could cook things like super fast. Well, I cooked drumsticks in it i've only cooked one thing i, I cooked drumsticks them. in it drumsticks and um it took 30 minutes so in 15 minutes you rotate the basket 180 degrees so it took a full 30 minutes i think with that that's normally what it takes like if we were to grill them yeah but the texture they of the chicken so like juicy. it was so crispy on the outside and so juicy on the inside i imagine like they weren't breaded, but if I would have fried them like that, like in aceite and a sartén, they would have tasted like that. But I cooked it with no oil. So how does it cook exactly? I mean, why is it called I a fryer? The, because it it gives it that crispness that you would get from frying it. But there's no oil in it? No added oil. So what cooks it? Its own but juice? I don't know the technology behind it. Listen, that but air let me fryer. Tell you, it, got, it warmed up to 400 degrees in probably 30 seconds. It got fast. It, it, oh, it was amazing. I've heard amazing things about so the I air fryer. So I can't wait. The, it came with like 15 recipes, and obviously Ooh. they're all like super fattening ones, but one of them was a tater tots nachos. Oh. So I'm going to get the cauliflower tater tots, and I'm going to replace the regular potato tots with the cauliflower tots. Cauliflower doesn't get you gassy? Yeah, but it I'll gets, deal with it. It gets me gassy. I see. I can't deal with being gassy at all anymore. There isn't. I'm I'll dating. Deal with it. So I maybe because you're married, being gassy. I is do cool. not fart in front of Mel. Okay, but when I'm dating, I'm not trying to be a pedorra. Okay, maybe you've been a pedorra your whole life. No, but I don't. I'm not a pedorra after I gave up dairy or the shit that well, doesn't if align. I want to eat potato. I mean tater tots. I'd rather eat a cauliflower one than a potato one. So you're telling me that if you get gassy around your husband, I hold it. I'm a hairdresser. So I, I, I know I know. hold my poop, my pee, my farts all day. But I'm just saying, like, don't you get, don't your tripas get all, like, mumble jumbled? Bitch, I have a bathroom. I just say, like, oh, I'm going to go to the bathroom. And I excuse myself and I go fart or do whatever I need to do there. You know what? That's going to be the poll this week. How many ladies have passed in gas in front of your husband? The only time I have passed gas in front of my husband is when I'm sleeping. Susie. I've heard. Swears and puts it on everything that she has never farted in front of her husband. Ask him. Oh my gosh. He'll tell gosh. you. I don't. It is not I don't believe cute. that. Listen, just because you blow it up in front no, of everybody. No, I don't. I don't even have a boyfriend. Remember but those I'm massive ass pillows you used to throw <laughs> when you were uh, maybe five years ago? When You've I, always farted in when front I, of your boyfriend. When I wasn't like aware of how bad dairy would make my stomach feel, I was like, listen, I, listen. Oh, listen. This, this <laughs> temple does not fart anymore because everything you is never balanced. fart 
I mean, once in a while, but it's not like how we used to be. I used to have a serious problem. You used to have a serious problem. Like, and I'm sure there's a lot of women listening to us that are like, yo, Roxy, like, these girls are like the truth. Like, you know, they're all low key at CVS buying gas sex. <laughs> See, I don't get gassy trying, like that. Trying I don't to need be, to get. Trying to be all on the low. You're like, like no, me massive gas though, for reals. What? Avocados. Avocados. Ah, oh, it's so sad because they're so delicious. I, I have to consciously choose. And cauliflower. So I have to constantly choose to eat those. And lentils. Give me when like, I, give me when like I that want too. to eat them. But it's not something that I eat all the time. The girls at work eat um, lent, um, avocados often. And I'm like, no, I'll pass. Be- not because I don't like them, but because they don't make you me gassy. uncomfortable. Yeah. And having to hold my pedals in all day is not comfortable. That is not cute. But I will do it if I must. Well, listen, I wanted to start off by giving you guys some really good news. Um, being that I am taking off to Columbia today, flying can be safer than grocery shopping, according to a new Harvard study, okay? Oh, so, uh, oh Harvard. This is coming straight out of harvarduniversity.com. Is that your <laughs> fancy voice? Yes. <laughs> uh, so if you're think- thinking for Thanksgiving, um, if you're thinking, man, I want to travel this Thanksgiving, I want to go see my family, um, but you might be a little conflicted because you don't want to be sitting elbow to elbow with strangers in an aircraft during this pandemic. Well, it's hard not to fit. It's, it's a little, it's a little, it's a little tough because you want to visit your family, but yet you want to obviously pay attention. Stay safe. There's a pandemic happening. Um, of course, airlines are offering travel deals this season. So many of us, you know, for all the people that have not seen our family during this pandemic, thank Thanks be to God, all of our family is close. Mm-hmm. Uh, but still, you know, there's people that want to hop on a plane and go see their family. Well, a Harvard University study released a few weeks ago. Um, basically, what they did is they used computer models to review airflow in airliner cabins. Mm-hmm. And it says that the specialized onboard ventilation systems filter out 99% of airborne viruses, which is so cool. This is like good to know because there's a lot of people just really paranoid to, uh, to jump on a plane to go visit their fa- their loved ones, right? So, so I wonder what's the difference between a cruise ship and an airplane? Because there was massive breakouts in cruise ships. Remember, like around March. April? I don't feel like cruise ships are like that sanitary as airlines are. I mean, shit, their ventilation systems filter out ninety nine percent of airborne viruses. That's a huge. That's that's big. Um, it, and, and on top of that, like when I went to Playa del Carmen, when I went to Cancun, everybody has to wear a mask on there. Like I, I actually said, and you know, of on course, the airplane. On the, on the airplane, the whole flight, you have to wear it. I mean, unless you sneak it off, which, you know, I did. I just got under the covers. But most people keep it on. For the most part, I did Bitch, keep it on. you would rather be under a cover, suffocated, than with a <sighs> mask on your face? I couldn't. I was like... It's, that's Whoa. a mental thing. Let me go in and smother myself with a blanket so I don't have to wear a mask. That's a mental thing. I'm just saying, like, when you're traveling now, you should feel more confident because everybody's wearing a mask. So if somebody sneezes, their mouth is covered. Whereas before, somebody sneezes, it gets all over the place. You know what I mean? Well, like, damn, malcriados. They shouldn't be sneezing like that. Like, yeah. a lo pendejo anyways. Cover your mouth. Yeah, but I, I said that when I was coming back from Cancun. Like, it's actually safer to fly now, you guys. Don't be afraid. Of, oh, of course, I got heat for that. How could you be promoting traveling during a pandemic? Because that's what I do. I'm oh a rebel. God. I don't understand why you catch so much heat. Because people are so focused on my life that they don't focus on their own, which is crazy. I know. And speaking of focus on your life, we got a really stupid ass um, email the other day um, asking silly ass questions about person's life that you used to know, like asking your take on it. Um, I'm like, listen, two things like we do not um, enjoy or, or take pleasure in people's misfortune. And we don't engage in gossip. So how about you like take the same energy and reinvest it back in yourself instead of taking the time to write such a stupid ass email to us just to get our take on the cheese man. Yeah, I was like, God, I'm glad you answered because I probably would have gone off. So listen, so this this uh, study, it was funded by the airlines, airplane manufacturers and airports. But the Harvard researchers insist this did not impact their findings. But what I want to just put out there is like it's not that scary to travel so if you want to have to travel for work too a lot it's not just for pleasure for the people uh, sensitive sallies out there that are disagreeing with this topic at the moment people still have to travel daily for work 
Yes. A lot of people. There's, I, I see airplanes in the sky all yeah. the time, you know? So um, to everybody that's in that fear, just jump on, wear a mask. And you just heard right here that um, that they have special ventilation systems that filter on 99% of airborne viruses. Do something crazy in 2020. Jump on a flight. <laughs> And wow, yourself. that's what we've come to. You know what I mean? That's what we've come to. Seriously. So on today's show, Susie, I want to answer a lot of the DMs that we get. We've yeah. been getting a lot of like DMs on our sister, sister, the podcast Instagram. And I was like, we should we like, why not go over them and elaborate on them a little bit? Yeah, because- we're going to answer some questions and address some emails. And I'm going to say, too, we have been getting some like diaries and we just cannot take the time to read them yeah if you don't know how to condense what it is that you're trying to tell us and you're just so long-winded unfortunately we can't read them it'll get lost in translation yeah i feel like a lot of these women i mean i'm proud of the women that are writing the journals we unfortunately can't really read them on air because they're way too long but i do feel like that's a way of them writing things down like writing things down when you're trying to go process through a situation is always very therapeutical of course and i feel like they but write that's what to you us. have journals for yeah well they, well they write us the journals bitch we I are. know but but they <laughs> they also do it with the expectation that we're going to respond yeah and it's just too long it's too many you know details what I mean? and it's redundant um but we do read the ones that are we could fit into the show yeah, so let's start with the with uh, some of the DMs that came in, sis. Okay, so I like this one. We have a few of them that we're going to go over. So this one, this girl was making a reference to the episode that we had with our dad. Yeah. So And it really touched me, and it was short and sweet, um, and I wanted to read it. So she says, hi, ladies. Thank you for the last episode. I tune in every week, but I found myself in tears last week. I recently lost my biological father to cancer and wasn't able to make amends with him. Now I'm mourning the loss of not being able to say what I had to say to him. He wasn't a part of my life for more than 20 years because he decided he didn't want to be a part of my life as he was a toxic person. The reason I never opened to talk to him was because I wasn't emotionally available to speak to him. And now it's too late. Any advice on dealing with this? Thank you so much. So to me, that was like, I felt really sad for her because I feel like she's being very genuine in saying that not only is she mourning the loss of this man, like one of her creators physically not being on earth anymore, but she's mourning the fact that she never got to close that chapter in her life. And now she's going to live the rest of her life with those what ifs. And you know what? Not only that, like the questions of like, why weren't you in my life for 20 years? Right. Because she said he wasn't in her life for 20 years because he was toxic. Mm -hmm. Like, but even I mean, I'm sure those are some of the questions she wanted us. She wanted to ask him, like, why did you why weren't you in my life? See, I think sometimes we approach things wrong because he he may not have the wherewithal or the huevos to give her a reason. A lot of men like at some point you have to look past what happened and accept the apology and go on from there. If you're constantly sitting around waiting for an apology or a reason that you may not ever get, you're going to yeah. always live in fucking turmoil. And in this case, she's never going to get it because he passed away already. Yeah. So and what even, do you suggest she does? I mean, I would say what we've said before, and it's an exercise that we've done with Amigas for My Soul. I would say to write down all the things that you wanted to say to him. Write That's down a great exercise. all the questions that you wanted to ask him. Write down all the anger and frustration and resentment and losses that you feel you experience by not having him in your life. Write all that down. Like leave nothing unsaid. Yeah. You know? And you know what? Go and then go to the beach by yourself. Or maybe you want to take like a super good friend that you trust that you could be open with and have a little ceremony. Have a little ceremony and I mean, because I just feel like writing those letters and not getting rid of them is going to they're just going to like linger there. Well, there was a step in the middle, though. So write the letter and then go with a trusted person. You know, maybe for me, my first choice would probably be my husband. Yeah. You know, go to the beach or wherever you feel some serenity and some peace 
and literally read the letter out loud. Yeah. Like say those words out loud as if you were saying it to him, you know, and, and feel the feelings. And cry. You know, if you need to cry, cry. If you need to scream, scream. Like feel those feelings to the full extent of the feelings, you know? Yeah. And then sit in them for a little bit. And then burn the letter and make an agreement with yourself and make a pact with yourself that you're going to forgive him because what's done is done and his life is actually expired at this point and that you're going to forgive yourself for also not having the ability or the courage to speak to him in life. Yeah. And then release him and let it go. And hopefully when you transition, you guys can meet up and hug it out. You know hug it I mean? out hug it yeah, out but i would i would go through the the work do the steps as if you're having this conversation with him and have somebody sit in his place you know or not just speak out speak it out to the air speak it out to the but like, it's there's so much accountability to saying these those things in front of somebody else so it has to be somebody you trust yeah obviously someone you know? that's not gonna judge you someone that's not gonna think you're crazy for doing an exercise like this yeah and if mom has hard feelings towards dad Clearly, mom is not the one. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do it with somebody that is going to do it with a healthy friend, I would say. Absolutely. That healthy friend that is going to literally just like be the anchor that you need at that moment. It's going to it's going to it's going to hold space for you. I, I feel like a lot of times people don't really understand that term of like holding space for somebody. You know, like a lot right. of times you got to create the space and you got to hold that space um, to not judge, but to just be there listen maybe cry with them you know but just hold that that safe space where you could just feel every single emotion and then like let it out yeah people sometimes people you don't understand the concept of holding space yeah you know in, in yoga we call that dragon breath when you take a deep breath in you go you hold it and then you release like a dragon it just feels so good like a dragon five times a day honey and then slip into my dms and tell me how you're feeling okay Mm -hmm. you're welcome Mm -hmm. so this is another message we got from norma she says this is just like a testimony of what we're doing with sister sister the podcast Mm -hmm. okay she put i recently started listening to this podcast and all i gotta say is i already feel different i feel like i can speak up a little bit more i feel a little more powerful and beautiful I'm not at the 100, but I'm getting there. Thank you for all the vibes, the positive vibes. And that's from Norma. Thank you, Norma. So it's not really an advice. It's just like, to me, when I read that, I could feel the power behind her message of like, yes, like this is how we want you to feel after you listen to whatever episode you listen to. Because I feel like in every single episode, you do pick something up. I swear, yep. I re-listen to each episode like four times before they air. And I crack up. Oh, gosh, me every too. Every single time. I'm like, did we say that? We're, we're hilarious, dude. I die. I, I'm constantly hilarious. texting you like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> did we really just say that? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, we have another DM, right, sis? Yes. So this one, I found it was interesting. Okay. She says, hello, beautiful ladies. I am a huge fan and love your podcasts. I look forward to listening weekly. It's my me time. I wanted your help and advice. I've been married for 23 years to a wonderful man who is a great father to our three daughters. My oldest daughter is 22 and she is such a wonderful young lady, super responsible, goes to school, works and has a huge heart. Not too long ago, I asked her if she was gay. She broke down and said yes. Something in me just knew it. I love her no matter what, but now I know my husband needs to know. How can I tell him? I know he will love her no matter what, but I just, but just telling him is so hard. Please help. Now, what do you think I'm going to say? Oh my goodness. I'm going to say, tell him, just tell him. I mean, if you know that his response is going to be like yours was, then give him the benefit of the doubt and just tell him. And it could sound something as simple as this. Yeah, how, hey, how would you approach? Dinner? How would you approach it? Let's just say you're in I would a play situation. Cool. I'm like, hey, baby, you want to go to dinner? Because I do find that having hard conversations in public places keeps people from overreacting. Yeah. So. Oh, like you're saying, don't do it at home. Do right. it in a public area because it won't cause a scene. Or yeah. They, uh, people that's are a good, less likely to cause a scene. That's a good strategy right I there. I learned that when I was 
learning how to co-parent okay i i would Good say tip. like hey let's go somewhere public because we need to talk about x y and z and he would be less likely to overreact and me definitely i would not act like that in public yeah but anyhow um so yeah i would say hey let's go out to dinner blah 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 play it super cool and then once we get there i would be like okay we have to talk about something oh um and it's gonna be a little hard to say it but it's pointless to beat around the bush so i'm just gonna say it and then i would say it you know i talked to such and such and she shared something really personal with me and i want to tell you um i've known for x amount of days and i'm sorry for not telling you sooner but i was just really trying to figure out how i was going to say this to you um basically what it boils down to is she's gay just straight up yeah i mean how else do you say that i mean and i feel like her husband's gonna appreciate that it came from her you know like instead of like it coming from like a brother or somebody in the family like it needs to come from your wife you know what i'm saying i would hope that she would feel comfortable enough herself the girl telling her dad but i could see but she's probably not because she's scared yeah it, it, it is um something scary i would imagine because you everybody like they probably fear rejection you know yeah but i think you know and then stay and then i would stay quiet and then you have to respect his reaction whether it's like shock disbelief disappointment initially whatever it is you know uh frustration for not knowing you have to respect his reaction and then carry the conversation on like okay well why do you feel that way she was really afraid to tell you or this is this is elaborate you know this is what she said after um she she came out and then come up with a plan on how he is then going to break it to the daughter maybe go home together and say like hey you know let's talk you know, like, hey, Miha, you know, me and dad are here. You like, do you want to come out and leave room and talk? At the end of the day, it's an uncomfortable conversation. Yeah. And it's you got to have a conversation that you're going to have with dad. It's an uncomfortable conversation that you're going to have with mom and dad and the girl. But it's such a small moment in time. Once this conversation is over, you're on the other side of it. And now you're walking together in this new journey. Yeah. But if you're not talking about it, and you're living in this turmoil of keeping the secret and how do I say it? How do I say it? It's just going to draw more distance between you and your husband emotionally without even knowing it. And you're going to feel like you're hiding a secret you from anxiety him. Like a motherfucker. Yeah. And, but, at, but we also don't know the type of father her husband is. He could well, be she said, super, you know, she said he's a wonderful father, right. but there's obviously something inside of her that she's scared to tell him because maybe he's homophobic. Well, base, I'm just going off. I can only go off of base of what she said. Yeah. And her exact words were, I know he will love her no matter what. So then if that is the case, then just tell him. I feel like, I feel like she personally as a mom needs validation that her daughter's sexual orientation is not her fault either. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel I like wonder if a lot of parents that do have gay kids think that their child's sexual orientation is their fault. Do you I think they think feel that way? There's so much homophobia out there that people don't instantly, they think I did something wrong. Yeah. You know, where instead of thinking like, hey, my daughter was born that way. Well, imagine you, you, when Robert moved out, you thought, you kind of thought like, what did I not do enough yeah. of? And that's I gave just, my, but I gave myself, I literally lived in that space for like five minutes. Yeah. And then, but, but that's because you know, know better. better and I moved on from there. But the people but that I, don't know better, they live, they probably live in that space a lot longer. I mean, I don't know. I think I'm, I'm grateful that she kept it short. Um, and she gave us the details quickly. Um, uh, but her last sentence literally was, please help. I really don't know how we can help besides just encouraging you to just say it. To speak the truth. You know, like what one thing I always say is we always do the next right thing, even if it's the hard thing. Yeah. You know, like yep. just I keep like on going one foot in front of the other, one foot in front of the other. Just say it. Delivery is everything, too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Give him, make sure he maybe drinks like a, or maybe no alcohol. <laughs> no, honestly, I would, I, the way I would handle it would be like that. I would take him out to eat dinner, get started. And then I would just be like, okay, look, I brought you actually brought you here for a reason. I need to talk to you about something. It's a little bit heavy. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. 
and prefix this anymore. I'm just going to go and He's say it. He's probably like, great, my wife is cheating on me. No. <laughs> and then I would just go in and say it. You yeah. Know? But I would say it with a soft tone, you know, like my energy. I would make sure my energy was soft so that he receives it yeah. as, a, as a soft message instead of like, oh my gosh, I have to tell you something and I don't even know how to tell you and I'm so c- concerned that you're going to be so worried and guess what? You're already fucking setting up the scene. Yep. That he's going to then react uh, that way with those that sentiment of anxiety, with that sentiment of... of Reactiveness. Uh, right. Yeah. So don't do that. Don't do that to yourself. That's great advice. Okay, we got this other DM... Um, yeah, these DMs needed some attention. Sorry, y'all. We get backed up. Um, but listen to this one, Susie. Hey, Roxy, my name is, I'm going to just leave it blank. And the reason that I'm reaching out to you is to say thank you. You're right. Like you said on the last episode of season four, it's no accident that I ran into your podcast. I never knew I would need it so much. After your post yesterday that I reposted, I felt like you and Susie are the perfect people whose strength and energy I need in my life. Right now, I'm going through something with the partner with my partner of 11 years, and I'm not exactly sure how I feel about him anymore. All he does is play video games. Although he does work and pays for the roof over our family's head, but at this point, I view him as a big version of our boy who's five, and I can't stand it anymore. I'd rather be alone and maybe, maybe one day attract a real great man, not a boy. I'm not a person of many friends or actually none at all, but one best friend. But I needed to hear about toxic positivity because that's exactly how he is. I'm hooked on the Sister Sister podcast. You ladies are everything I aspire to be. Thank you. But yeah. So my question is, have you had this conversation with with your your husband? husband? I mean, it's so good to write into us and to see what we have to say. But, dude, we're not your life partners. Yes. You have a life partner who, at this point, you're losing respect for him as every minute goes by. This conversation needs to be had with him, but not in a salty way. Right. Yeah. You know what? My first boyfriend I had, um, he used to love staying up late playing a, a video game called Starcraft or something like that. It's like a video. Yeah. I'm lucky that I've never had a husband that's been into that. Yeah. But my current husband loves sports. Yeah, but you love sports too. But because I chose to. Yeah. It, so, but anyway, so he used to love this video game. I think it's called Starcraft where like you play with other people in your head. Yeah, I think so. That sounds familiar. Something like that. So I remember at that time, um, I was, I was interning at the radio station and I was working a full-time job and I was like navigating my relationship with him. And I remember he would always stay up late playing right and he would like put the headphones on and i i was just like I, everything he did i thought was cute right but there was a certain point in my life in our relationship where he was he would be like yeah and then and like talk he would be talking and i i'm not the kind of girl that is i'm not like a spy on a man like i just but i would always hear him talking to somebody and i'm like were you tripping i, I was tripping because i didn't know you could talk to other people on the video game so i i was like one day i was like I was like crawling on the floor, like trying to spy on him. <laughs> uh-huh. Get that visual. I was like, who the fuck is he talking to? Like, he's probably talking to his Sancha. Like, and, and I was like, why am I thinking this way? But so I get up and I'm like, who are you talking to? You know, cause I, wow. I saw him, he was like with the controller in his hand and it was like freaking one 30 in the morning. And I, and he was like, Oh, Oh, you know, the, my, my teammates. And I'm like, what? And I literally sat there and he would the whole time I'm assuming he's like talking to somebody. He's probably cheating on me. He was playing video games and he would stay up every single night playing video games. And it got to a point where it stopped being cute. It stopped. It was just like, you know, I know my man could be doing. Why wasn't things. it cute? Because he wasn't paying attention to me. We could have been happy. Bitch, some, you were asleep. No, he, he could have been. We could have been knocking boots. We could have been talking about life together. There's nothing like pillow talk at night when you lay down next to your person and have pillow talk like i love that kind of stuff like i want to connect with you i want to make love to you like it was it, i was just like why are you playing video games right and i and I, it was literally just a conversation of like listen i don't mind you playing video games but i need your attention mm-hmm. at night sometimes you know and i i i need it i desire it so what i'm gonna ask you is please balance your video game love with me 
and that's fair you know but so to the girl that wrote to us like talk to your man express to him how you feel and let me tell you something after i had that conversation with him his video game time it decreased a lot i totally didn't mind when he would play because i i knew he enjoyed it too mm-hmm. and he would play with his boys and i knew all his boys that were online it was it was fun for them but sometimes it can be too much but all you got to do is open your mouth i spoke my needs he listened and it it didn't interfere in our relationship anymore but i was over here like assuming all kinds of shit when it wasn't that i think too we we i say we generalized because it's not me when i say we but we tend to stuff shit not say it as it comes up until we get to a point where we no longer can control our facial reactions our body language our tone of voice right because we let it go and we let it go and we let it go clearly she's resentful yeah anybody i mean stevie wonder can see that (laughs) she is very resentful at the way that he's evolved in the relationship or not yeah she's comparing him to a child her to her five-year-old i really want to point this out too she says she says this she says my partner of 11 years i'm not exactly sure how i feel about him anymore and i want to say that that doesn't just come from him playing video games that has got to come as an accumulation of some shit that's been going down in that relationship that she hasn't addressed because how are you like i don't know i just feel like that all that's gonna come up from an 11 year relationship that you just want to end it i don't know how i feel about him anymore and i just don't understand why 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 and i'll ask this a million times and i'll challenge everybody that that has been in this position because i know the answer because it happened to me too but why are we grown-ass people not brave enough to say hey this bothers me because then what happens if this is behavior that he's been doing for two years and you never said anything about it and you act like everything's cool and then all of a sudden out of the blue you come out raging pissed off that this he's doing this he's gonna be like yo you never had a problem with it before Mm -hmm. why is it a problem now because so he's gonna feel like you're picking on him and instead of hearing you and why you're upset he's gonna be on the defense because if you had a because men rationalize things differently than us yeah so he's gonna be like if you had a problem with this two years ago you should have told me two years ago yes you know now you just must be on your period you must be pmsing you must be in a bad mood it it will completely become about something else because it wasn't addressed at the beginning when it should have been you get it yeah it's such an easy thing to do hey guess what i need to ask you something and you can apply this to everybody you know like with with robert i he came over the other day recently and and i wanted to i saw something i wasn't okay with and instead of sitting there and uh making up scenarios about it or or just sitting in my feelings i addressed it right away yeah you've always addressed things right away especially when it comes to your kids and i was like hey hey bud i want to ask you something very different than you know what x y and z tell me why yeah very very different the response that you will get you know and he heard me out and he didn't give me an explanation because frankly he doesn't have to um but i know that that he heard what i said and it's gonna sit with him yeah so you have to make a choice too. um have a conversation with your husband about the matter say this this is how this makes me feel i'm sorry i didn't mention it earlier i just didn't know how to say it i was a little bit unsure i was a little bit intimidated about your reaction how you were going to take it right like be soft sometimes we feel like we have to scream and shout and kick and scream to be heard when in reality and this is something i had to learn um i had to learn this because not until I mastered this did relationships in my life start to transform. Mm-hmm. I had to learn how to be soft. Yeah, I had that's to learn major key. how to lower my voice and to talk like this when I really want somebody to hear me and understand me. Because if I come at you like this and my arms are way up here and I'm super aggressive and every, every other word is a cuss word, immediately you're going to be like, back up, bitch. I'm not Especially hearing if it's what you're you saying, but I'm hearing what, how you're saying it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we really need to work on like 
the art of communication. I think there's a book called that, the art of communication. I want, I want to. It's it's either the art of communication or the or the art of negotiation. The art of negotiation. I know that is. There there should be one called the art of communication because it's an art, right? The way I always point back to this, but the way Spicy Mari uses her word. Oh my gosh, she uses it so strategically. Yeah. So if you can, having a conversation and communicating, it's artful because it's an exchange right it's a give it's take i say something you say something and at the end of the day the goal is to come to a mutual agreement or some kind of respectful understanding actually there is the art of communicating really yep well i've never read it so i can't recommend it i just found it right now on audible and it says zen master thick not ha best-selling author of pieces peace in every step and one of the most respected and celebrated religious leaders in the world delivers a powerful path to happiness through mastering life's most important skill. How do we say what we mean in a way that the other person can really hear? How can we listen with compassion and understanding? It's an audiobook. It's three hours and 18 minutes. And basically all the stars it has a lot of stars. Really? Yeah, they're saying that the narrator is very good. Don't you love when you get an audible I book do. and the narrator is like so on point? You know, don't you think I can narrate a book, Susie? Yeah. I think I would be a great narrator because I respect punctuation and you know what I mean? Because there's nothing like somebody. I think I would be a better narrator. You probably, no, we, <laughs> both, we both would be good narrators. <laughs> but yeah, there is a book called The Art of Communicating. Well, Look I it feel up like it. it should be, again, something. <laughs> I know that they have like debate classes in school. They do. But that's literally, what is the word? Debate means fight. No, debating is not fighting. That's how most people translate debating it. Debating is kind of like, it's, it's, um, debating it's a, is, it's an exchange. A, of, debating is like agreeing to disagreeing. Like we can agree that we're going to disagree, but we can still like each other. Because that happens in marriages sometimes. We could disagree on something or even relationships, but it doesn't mean like I'm going to divorce you. I mean, listen, if we disagree on cheating, that's a whole nother like story, right? But like little scenarios that pop up in your relationship, you're not going to go get a divorce just because you disagree on something. No. You work through it. But, but it can get to that. Something so small can grow to something huge and grows out of control because you didn't address it at the beginning. Yeah. I have a girl that um, she's a client. She just became a client. She waited a long, long time to come and sit with me in my chair. And she was sharing with me that something we talked about that I said in one of our, I think one of our very first podcasts um, where I said, if it's not broken, if it's just cracked, then you should try to fix it. You know, so she was in a position where she was feeling a little bit of dissatisfaction with her partner and she wasn't verbalizing it, you know. So finally she heard the message when she heard the podcast. So she was like, "Okay, you know what? That makes sense. Right. Like it resonated with her. So she was basically like, "Okay, what do I have to lose? I'm just going to say it like her light bulb went on after she heard a podcast episode. So she was like, you know, I have to talk to you about something that I'm feeling um, X kind of way because of x y and z and like i want you to know that and he turned to her and he was like okay like why didn't you say so that's an easy fix girl come on let's get this let's get on this wow she was like i was so ready to walk away from that um because i was so frustrated with the situation she said and all it took was a conversation to get the ball rolling in the right direction is it perfect no is it ever going to be perfect no No. but it, it got the ball rolling in the right direction to now she sees like, oh, wow, the lines of communication can be open as long as somebody is moving their mouth and talking. Yeah. You know, so going back to this girl, if you're really upset because of the way your boyfriend is getting down on video games, say it to him. Come up with a compromise. It's not fair either to tell him you can't play video games anymore because it disgusts me because that's not fair to him. He should yeah, be able but there, to have there a hobby has too. to be other things that are leading up to her disgust. It, I mean, it, there's a disconnection there because if yeah. you would rather be playing video games um, on live Xbox Live or whatever it is with other people, um, and she would rather let this go by the wayside and hopefully, like, she's fantasizing already about finding somebody else. It sounds like, like it. if the grass is greener on the other side, and it's not right. The grass is greener where you tend to it. 
um, then there is a disconnection there that's deeper than the video game. Yeah, situation. he's like, listen, I'm about to play some Xbox, Minecraft, or whatever the hell is this hottest game, because I'm not trying to put up with my wife. You know, the disconnect. He's like, I'd rather play video games and put tolerate her ass. Yeah. Like Mel, when <laughs> when when I first met him, it quickly became obvious to me that he loved sports. Yeah. He told me he loved it, but then when I started to date him, I was like, wow, like this guy loves sports. Football in particular. Yeah. So Sundays. Well, he was are a like, football coach. Hello. Yeah. But Sundays are like for football, you know? And so I was like, okay. But no. So I didn't even give him an opportunity to get comfortable in that. I said, look, I don't have a problem with you spending your Sundays watching football. However, I don't play second best. So if something comes up that we need to go and be at or tend to, your football game should not. I don't expect that your football game is going to come first. Because yeah. if I'm giving you most of your Sundays to yourself, if I need you for something, I expect you to show up, show up to be there for me and with me. And he was like, OK, that's fair. But I do ask that as often as possible that you give me the opportunity to at least watch my game. I don't have to watch all day Sunday if, if it's not possible. He could easily do that, though. huh? Oh, he does it. <laughs> this is that what he does on Sunday. And he said, but I asked that if we can work around at least my game that you help me there. And I was like, okay, that's fair because he, and, and it's never been a problem Yeah, because he's proven to me that he's willing to watch it on his phone. If he has to, if we have to be somewhere. Um, so in return, and so I feel he respects me. So in return, I respect him and I give him his space and I decided to join him. And you so made it really clear a, from the beginning. I made it very clear. Crystal from the, clear. Yeah. So, I mean, I wish my wish is that people, this girl and everybody else listening just gets very, very comfortable with learning how to say the things that need to be said and more as they come up, as they come up. Right. But more importantly, learning how to say them. And obviously, if you've been if this is a long term relationship and you guys have established a bad habits already, then it's a matter of going back and reestablishing new habits. And you guys need to be on the same page but you won't get on the same page if somebody doesn't initiate that behavior yeah and i i mean i don't know maybe there is such an addiction as video game addiction everything could be an addiction but i mean it's not meth it's not like he's addicted to methamphetamine or like heroin it's i feel like it's workable you know what i mean it's workable Anyways, yeah. girl, just communicate, communication. Hablando se entiende todo, but it sounds like this girl's like halfway ready to check out. And I'm telling you, I know that comes, it's deeper than just video games. Facts. Okay, do we have another DM? Yep, we do. Okay, I thought this one was super interesting. Break it down, sister. Okay, she says, um, I was reaching out with something that has been on my mind heavy lately. I'm going to be turning 24 years old soon and I'm still a virgin. So the reason why it has been on my mind a lot lately is because I have finally put myself out there for dating because I have always been focused on me and my education. I'm finally done. And during my search, I thought love was I'm finally done. And during my search, I thought love was next for me. I feel like most men my age find it different that I'm still a virgin and it's not because I saved myself from marriage. It simply never happened for me. I was busy with other things in life. So what are some tips you would have for dating once you close, once you are close to your mid twenties, sex seems to be a huge thing, but it's hard when you don't have sex. I love you girls. Oh my God. That's a really, she's getting out into the dating world. She's 24 years old. She's still a virgin. And I think she's feeling a little bit probably intimidated or pressured that men are, that's something that men are going to want. And I don't think that even though she's ready to date, it doesn't sound like she's ready to have sex, have sex. And she shouldn't Dude, She's come this far. She should save it for the people that she knows are. Well, that's it. She wants to exchange that sexual energy with. Well, I mean, she really didn't even mention anything about like she said, basically, she didn't have sex because it wasn't on the top of her mind because she's been so busy with her career. Super focused. This girl obviously is a super focused girl. Because I mean, but 24 I'm, is still really young. I'm focused, but man, I've also been that girl that will make time for sex because I veces que el cuerpo tiene hambre, mamita, y tiene que comer. You know what I mean? But everybody's different. I'm not, 
encouraging her to go have sex if she doesn't because but I, like what i would want to ask that girl is like are you curious to have sex because maybe she is curious to have sex that's not um, her question but she also didn't say like it's not that she's i mean she also said in her email is in her dm is it's not like she did this intentionally because she was trying to save herself from marriage her it question just is, never happened what are some tips you would have for dating once you're close to your mid-20s? Sex seems to be a huge thing, but it's hard when you don't have sex. I say, you know what? Stand for what you believe in. Mm-hmm. And if what you believe in is I'm not giving up the cookie, even though that, but I'm, well, what I'm trying to say is through that message is she, she's not talking about waiting for marriage she just so happened that she hasn't had sex because she's been busy with her life she didn't say anything that's not advice she said she didn't say anything about saving herself for marriage on there so but it, she yeah. wants advice how to go forward being that she's approaching her mid-20s and she's still a virgin and obviously she's had conversations what i gather is that she's had conversations with other men that she's dated or recently dated, it's come up in conversation and they find it weird. Yeah, they so do. I think she's... And they probably don't believe her that she's and, a virgin. But that's their problem. Yeah. So I would say, I would say it's stick, stick to what feels right. Don't be giving up the cookie if that's not what feels right. And yeah, there is a lot of pressure to have sex when you're out there dating. But if you want to attract the respectable dude, then hold on to what you've been doing this whole time. And I feel like the right one will will get to know you for your soul and for who you are versus like your physical body. You know what I mean? Because even like me, I, I'm sexually active, but I'm definitely not like I go my spurs and moments of like six months with no sex. Like I'm okay with that because I don't want to be out there just having sex with just anybody. You know what I mean? I'd rather just play with my vibrator if that's the right. case. But, um, and that's for somebody that's, that's sexually active. I take my pauses because it's necessary for me. But somebody that hasn't, don't feel pressure to give it up. But I'm sure she's feeling she's feeling that pressure. This is what I would say. I'm way older than you, like 20 years almost older than you. And I would say this. There's more than one way to find a connection with the man that does has nothing to do with sex. If you're not comfortable. But with, men are sexual creatures. It doesn't Susie. matter. I'm talking to her about her. He can go jack off. He's not my problem that's right true, now. That's true. That's true. Okay. So, yes, men are sexual creatures, but she's in control of her body. She's in control of her actions, right? And if that's not the priority for you right now, this my answer for you is going to be twofold. Um, just focus on finding somebody that you have an emotional and and mental connection with because that can, if that connection is strong, the physical connection comes very, very easy. And naturally. Right. I have it like in the vibe of this message, I have a feeling in this message that this girl kind of does want to dibble dabble into her sexuality. I get that feeling from her. Well, probably she's getting older. I feel and it's it. It's a natural thing. Like having sex is a natural thing. So what I would say after that, after not necessarily putting so much focus and emphasis on finding somebody that you can go lay up with, Versus finding somebody that you can connect with mentally, because obviously she's an intellect. If she's yep. focused this long on school and not on going out there and um, dropping her panties. Yes. Right? Yes. So she probably craves that intellectual connection with somebody else and that um, emotional connection with somebody else. The physical part will come. And number two, if you are a virgin and you have never had sex, you don't know what feels good to you you don't know your body you don't know those things yet so i would say to start there i would say to purchase a vibrator and and fill yourself out and learn what you like and what you don't like so that way when you do go have sex with somebody and you're ready to take that leap you can confidently say i like this i don't like this this makes me feel good. I like to be touched here. I like to be touched this way. Maybe maybe even a vibrator intimidates Where, her because it just seems like she's stayed yeah. away from sex completely. And it's okay to be intimidated because it's something new. But I think that we don't emphasize this enough to women for us to be sexually confident with our body, to know 
what triggers us, what we like, what we don't like. Yeah. You know, um, I would like vibrator, feathers, cold objects, warm objects, and put them on your own body and figure See out what you like and figure out what you don't like. So that way, whenever this moment comes for you, you're more in control of what your body receives versus sitting there scared terrified that this person is about to stick this object inside of your body and you have no idea what the fuck to expect no you'll be just a little bit more at ease because you already have explored with yourself to know at least have an idea of what you like and you know and now you're bringing another person into it you get it yeah i see what you're saying i see what you're saying but i think most people start the opposite way where it's well, of like, course they do but she has an advantage that she waited yeah yeah and it's like i feel like even the thought of using a vibrator on herself intimidates her you know what i'm saying and like hopefully not she as, wants advice as pretty, this is great advice bitch as pretty as you put it it's just like uh what would she do with the big old dildo that's on it doesn't have to be a big dildo they have different sizes or little different ones. colors different speeds. different levels like <laughs> yeah they have different ones and if you're if you're even that nervous and you need even more guidance then reach out to somebody like spicy mari yeah you know spicymari.com and she can guide the you spicylife.com oh yeah the spicylife.com because she can further guide you because this is her thing like getting familiar you helping you get familiar with yourself and confident with yourself and then finding that love match i mean you know what and there also are i believe i mean as as weird and and minimalistic as it sounds i believe there's also men out there that are, that are virgins that maybe have never had sex i mean i wonder if there's dating apps for virgins that want to date have, but they don't want to have such sex. a long time since i've been a virgin you know what i mean like who i mean at the end of the day she's in control of her yes, dating life yeah and if not having sex right now or taking it slow is what she wants she determines that she does not society true not the man that she's dating hallelujah like fuck that shit yeah hallelujah <laughs> all i gotta say about it but thank oh you for writing us because i think that takes a lot of courage and that's also something that isn't talked about a lot because people are in such a hurry to like grow up and be these like bad bitches that are out there fucking money i mean fucking men <laughs> why did i say fucking that? money i don't know <laughs> um i'm super selective like who i share my energy with yeah you know as we so, should I wouldn't if I had to date again I mean it would be hard pressed for a dude to even get a kiss from me like I'm so selective on who I share my energy with because when you have sex with somebody you're transferring that energy from one person to the next so if this person you know just got out of a toxic relationship and is still in that space and now you're going to go lay up with him they're transferring that energy to you you know sexual and, and, transfer and i'm is not crazy. open to that like i my energy is so guarded and so protected that i'm not open to have conversations with people that are not in in a good space let alone lay up with somebody I'm yeah just not, that's not for me we got to be real careful when it comes to sexual energy because um you know it, you could literally you could literally be taking all the the just like the trauma and the resentment and all like it, yeah energy sexual energy is is no joke and so i i really do take my hat off to this girl the young lady that's 24 years old if you've come this long without the need to connect with somebody sexually like i say go all the way mama and find you a man that is going to respect that and is going to honor you and is going to find that quality and characteristic in you admirable and say you know what? Like, I want to respect your journey and, and I want to do this with you when we get married. You know, like, I know that sounds impossible to some people. No. But I do believe that there are men that will vibe with you so deeply that they'll be like, I respect that. And if he doesn't want to respect it, pues que se va el carajo. Exactly. La verdad. That's all I got to say about you that. You know what I'm saying? Um, I just read something, something beautiful. It says, your sexual energy is connected to your divine power use it wisely and sacredly so to the girl that wrote to us listen to that again your sexual energy is connected to your divine power use it wisely and sacredly sexual energy is super powerful it creates it manifests i mean it's it's a beautiful thing so props to everybody that's listening to this that's still a virgin that's waiting till they're married i mean 
you're a rarity. So make sure somebody recognizes that in you. Exactly. You know, I Um, applaud you. I applaud you, too. So listen, y'all, this is going to be a shorter show than usual because we are giving you guys two shows per week. So because you want to roll out. Yeah. Columbia. Yeah, exactly. Um, And and so listen, so I want to give a shout out to the people that have been giving us ratings on Apple Podcasts. I mean, reviews. Thank you guys for leaving um, these ratings and these reviews. Shout outs to Raquel Espin. Hey, ladies, thank you so much for having the podcast. I tune in every episode and every time I take away something, keep up the good work. Amazing. Um, Sisters, thank you for the podcast. You girls are the best. Um, Here's another one right here. Wow, I couldn't agree with an episode more. I always wanted to explain the level of similarities I share with you both, but it being so many, I just couldn't. Now I see why I can relate. El padre. Oh. I'm in a male-dominated job, and I felt ashamed in a way I felt uncomfortable as as well. Shit, not after today. I completely understand why I landed where I am now. My dad. Y'all give so much ease to so many women's brains through, through your podcast and your guests do too and i just want to thank you on behalf of the ladies that have no idea how to thank you through just the review comment dm i know i'm not the only one muchas gracias bendiciones to you both and the fam that's from ab5114 i love it i love it i want to give a special shout out to my cousin from love carmel Berdon. um she is i met her obviously our husbands are cousins and she is always listening she doesn't miss an episode and she's always applauding us cheering for us you know who i'm talking about right yeah um yeah okay so um yeah i just want to give her a big shout out and send her a big i love you because we we know each other by by marriage right yeah but like our bond um she's just very genuine um, and and just rooting for for people to win, and she loves our show, and she's always rooting for us to win. I so, know, I love her. Shout out to you, Carmel. Yeah, shout out to everybody. Thank you guys so much for uh, rocking out with us twice a week. Make sure you catch up on all the episodes. We want you guys to be caught up on all the episodes before we launch season five. So Jeez, um, that's coming fast, quickly quickly so make sure you follow us on instagram at sister sister the podcast um any last thoughts Susie? well listen somebody else um recently just asked for your spotify playlist so if you can go ahead and put that on our sister sister the podcast page again okay that would be great okay i'll definitely do that i'll put it on my personal page too because um i don't i'm not sure if we could put a swipe up link on um on our page our sister sister the podcast page but i'll definitely post it on my uh, on my personal page for sure. Hey, my R&B playlist is bomb on Spotify. It is. I actually love it's it. It's really good. We got a, a DM and I think I lost it, but it basically she was saying that um, she she because we put a post a poll up right yeah about receiving love as a kid from your parents, and she said that she said she never did until her mother was older as her mother was aging was the first time that she ever received um, a hug from her mom. And she said that her initial reaction was like, Ooh, like back up off me, you know, that she didn't know how to respond to that affection. And, and I responded to her. She sent to it. She sent the DM to sister, sister, the podcast on Instagram. But, and I responded to her and I said, Hey, listen, um, try to learn how to accept that love from your mom. And try to remember that maybe your mom was also the little girl that never received love. Yeah. You know, and as she got older, maybe she realized like, damn, like my life is going to end soon. Or maybe she knows something you don't know. You never know. Never right? know. Like time is not we're not entitled to another minute on this earth. Right. So I told her, like, try to remember that your mom may also be that little girl that never got love. So she didn't know how to show you. But now that she's there, like, try to meet her there. So that way there's no that way there's no, you know, should have, could have, would have the day that she's not here. You know? Yeah. You know, it's so crazy because that poll really surprised me. I know. I thought it would be the opposite where like people were going to respond like they they were overloved. But I want to say that poll was like, because we posted a poll, you know, that and on all of our polls, we uh-huh. saved them of um, how many of you guys did not 
hear I love you growing up and it was like it was like 70 30 a lot like 70 percent of people said they never heard it growing up and only 30 percent of people said they were overloved and I'm like but what we heard from a lot of those moms is because uh, you guys not only did you take the poll but you guys commented and a lot of moms are like I didn't hear it growing up but I make sure to tell my kids that they're loved I tell them a hundred times a day or four times a day or whatever they overcompensate which I think is beautiful because they never want their kids to feel what they felt growing up. I know. And I, and I love when I, I love when I hear that, but I also, in a lot of the messages that we got in regards to that poll, there was like an undertone there of obviously of resentment, you know, of, and like my intention when we bring things up here is never for you to turn around and like shame your parents. Yeah, never. It's, it, it goes back to what Sky was saying when she was here um, on her episode talking about like generational wealth and generational poverty. Generational wealth doesn't just pertain to finances. You know, generational wealth also means that you're smart enough to break those toxic ass cycles. Yeah, you know? generational poverty. Right. That that perpet- toxic cycles generate generational poverty, mm-hmm. right? Both emotionally and and um, financially. So if you hear something here or if you see something like this poll and you're like, yeah, you know what? My mom didn't show me love. My parents didn't show me love. I never, ever heard I love you. Just sit back and think of who raised your parents. Yeah. You know? And maybe show them some grace. And that's how you not have any resentment towards your parents. And then you go forward and you do it differently with your kids. And then boom, that fucking chain is shattered. Shattered instantly. And then your children go on. Dude, it's it's a beautiful thing when cycles are broken. And um, I feel like the more we talk about things like that, the more people are starting to understand. Like, man, I really am wrapping my mind around the concept of breaking emotional cycles addiction cycles uh generational poverty cycles i feel like we've mentioned it enough in the podcast for people to kind of grasp their head around it and say like i get it and you know what i am going to be that blueprint like sky was talking about in that in her episode of like be be the blueprint for your family yeah even if you're the first one even if everybody before you somewhere created a mess you know like you be that blueprint and and that will, in a way, kind of make you the matriarch of your family because you are that blueprint right. that's creating and paving a new way. Right. I and love it's that. Not, it's not easy because you have to relearn things, but it's beautiful when you get there. Yeah. Um, this is you posted this. I think. Yeah. You shared this. Oh, I don't know who shared this on our um, sister, sister. But it said, tell your man you're proud of him. Yes. You love him and you need him. Sometimes appreciation is all that he needs. And I think as women. We forget because I think sometimes like we spoke about earlier, we view our husbands as a child, you know, and it's unfortunate that 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 it comes to that. But this lady responded and she said, I do it all the time. Well, now I do. And our relationship is 110 percent better. Crazy. But it took a near death experience to appreciate him so much more and tell him. I love your podcast. I was originally, I think maybe she thought I posted this, but she said, I was originally a big follower of your sister because she had the platform, but girl, you're doing a great job on the joint platform. Sending you and your sister great vibes. Always look forward to listening. God bless. And I I thought that's really dope that she recognizes that. But imagine the guilt she would have lived with had that near death experience, like gone to the full extent and he passed away or she passed away like he would have she would have died and he would have wondered if he ever was enough for her or he would have died and she would have had all those words in her mouth that she never said she never said you know yeah man you know man if you ask your man what his love language is and you go back to that book by gary chapman the five languages of love or the five love languages i'm i never i'm not never quite sure the exact title of that the book. five love languages. the five love languages yeah um you would be amazed at how many men's um, love language is words of affirmation, words of affirmation and physical touch. Yep. Like praise your man, even hasta cuando la cague, praise him. Men feel so like loved when you praise on them. It's, it's really like a secret formula. Yeah, it is. <laughs> praise your man. Men, men don't think, I think sometimes we approach our man, um, 
how we would approach our girlfriends. And it doesn't work that way. It doesn't. You know, like we, you have to learn your man's language. You have to learn your kid's language and approach them that way. What the yeah. fuck is that? What it's is a that? little moth. It's a little moth. All right, y'all. We love you. Uh, we'll check in with you guys next week. Thank you for showing up. Thank you for rocking out. Thank you for, um, you know, recommending your podcast to your coworkers, your aunts, your sisters, your cousins. I love that. And they love us. It's like a domino effect, honey. Hey, and listen, please try to remember if you want us to read your message, make sure that it's short enough for us to read it and not lose people while we're reading. Yeah. It has to be short and sweet. Get to the point um, as quickly as you can so then we can read it and elaborate on it. Yeah, short, sweet with some details, but not every single detail. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 challenging to get you guys. And we want to read them all, but we just can't if yeah. they're too long. And that was a nice little episode of catching up on all the DMs in Sister Sister the Podcast in our inbox. We hope you enjoyed the show. Have fun in Colombia. Thank you. Bye. See ya.